In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Upfront. I'm Chloe Morgan. And I'm Rachel O'Sullivan. This weekend marks an increasingly important day in the football calendar. Green Football Weekend starts on Friday and it's all about encouraging football fans and the wider community to make more sustainable choices in their everyday lives. This year, Green Football Weekend is asking supporters to consider vegetarian alternatives in their diet. And one of the campaign's ambassadors joins us today. It is the one and only... England legend Demi Stokes. Uh, Rachel and I sat down with the Man City and England star to talk about a bit of everything from cooking to the title race to being a mum and fighting fires on and off the pitch. Right, Demi, you are one of the ambassadors for Green Football Weekend and we understand you've contributed a recipe to the Green Football Weekend cookbook. Uh, Can you tell us what the recipe is and why that recipe? So I actually picked, um, it's a, well, first of all, I'm not vegan, which is just, I'll say that I do very much like meat, but... You know, the reason I'm doing it is because I think it's important to obviously help out. Um, it's good for your gut. It's good for the environment. It's good to, you know, I always say, why why wouldn't we help people where we can? So I always say, you know, that's my part. Um, and I think if people can, you know, at least once a week try a veggie dish or, you know, then, you know, the world, the world will be a better place. Um, but mine is um, a re- it's it's paid. It's basically kidney paid. Um, it's very simple. Um, you can have it as a curry. You can have it as a stew. Um, and I always say when you've got nothing in the house, always add kidney kidney beans, kidney beans, peas, whatever people say different. Um, in in your cupboards because you again you can make a curry from it. You can make a stew. You can um you you can do a lot of things with them and it's cheap. It's cheap and tasty at the same time 
Love that. I mean, it sounds like a win-win. I mean, how are you? What's the recipe itself, though? I mean, what spices? You know, what kind of like flavors you do? You do with your um, beans? It's actually from one of uh, a Jamaican cookbook. Um, so I, I love Caribbean food, and I always say I could eat it every single day. But we all know that that isn't good sometimes. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, it's just got loads of again. You can make it spicy. You can add Scotch bonnet into it. Um, it's got all-purpose seasoning. Um, cumin. Uh, you can add curry powder again as well if you want it. So you can. It's it's quite versatile. Um, and again, if you make it as a curry, you can have it with rice. You can have it again if you have it as a soup or a stew. You can add, you know, your potatoes, your carrots. Um, so yeah, that, that that's what I love about it because you can just throw anything in, and it it's just packed with like, obviously healthy stuff as well. Um, and it fills you up. And you don't have to cook for the week. Once you've got a big pan of that, you sorted. You sold me. Yeah, we said this right before we started yeah. recording that you were going to make us all very hungry on this podcast. So you've succeeded already. Um, have you always made time to cook as a professional footballer? I can't imagine it's always easy. Yeah, um, and it's all it's all I've ever. My mum was my mum was always cooking, and my ma, I always say my mum was very good at um, you know when there was nothing in the house, she could whip something up and it'd be so nice. Um, so I've always seen my mum cook, I've always watched her and I've always like enjoyed it. I think until I actually moved away from home and you have to fend for yourself, <laughs> I think that's when I started to experiment and explore with cooking. And I, I find it really relaxing. I find it really therapeutic, actually. And people go, what? They're like, I get so stressed out. Um, so yeah, I find it relaxing. And then I also like the end goal that if I'm cooking for someone, that they enjoy it like I, I like that I love that because I'm like do you like it <laughs> what's more stressful Demi is it going for the title race or is it cooking dinner <laughs> when you've know that you've got to really pull out a you know a show-stopping dish definitely title <laughs> <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah and and to be fair I always say the more the merrier like that doesn't stress me out either I actually don't know how to cook for one person. <laughs> I probably struggle with that more. And in terms of your sort of signature dish, I mean, you threw back there to kind of, you know, you've got some Caribbean influences there. I mean, I know for me, you know, growing up, my nan was a massive part of me. I'm, I'm an absolute shocking cook, but my nan was amazing. It's doing like dumplings, chicken, rice and peas, you know, jerk chicken, you know, goat curries, that kind of thing. Um, you know, followed by a little bit of rum punch as well. Um, but what would be nice. your favourite signature dish, like Caribbean or otherwise? <laughs> Signature dish. Yeah, I always go with jerk chicken, rice and peas, steamed cabbage is is a winner all, all the time. Love that. I find, I love that as well. I think we've all probably been influenced by grandparents or mothers because I'm the exact same. Come from a family of very good cooks, but actually I'm not bad, but it intimidates me. I don't know about you, but I, find, I get quite like intimidated about the fact that, you know, I'm going to have to try and live up to, to what they've done. Do, do you ever feel a little bit like that, when you, especially if you cook for your family? Uh, no, do you know what? No, I don't, because I just think if you don't like it, then... T- <laughs> 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 and again, that's how we were all brought up as well. It was, you get what you're given, and if you don't eat it, you know, you, you stay hungry kind of thing. So I, love that. I guess that my motto is the same as well. Um, and if you're hungry later, you're heating it up as well. <laughs> Maybe I just need a little bit more, um, a little bit more confidence. Um, 
Why was getting involved with an initiative like Green Football Weekend? Like, why was that important to you? I think it's a, it's important for me. I think obviously as an athlete, we're always, you know, I guess messing around with what you eat and it's important what you eat, when you eat and how you eat it. Um, but I think I think it's important to, like I said to you, it's really important to, to look after your body. Um, and obviously we know as an athlete, protein is, is so important, but equally you can get it in different ways and it doesn't have to come from meat. Um, you know, I'm not veggie, I'm not vegan, but... I think it is good to, I guess, give your body a restart and uh, have a healthy gut. And I think as well, I always say it's cheaper. Like meat is so expensive and I like steak, lamb, you know, chicken. I like all of that, but it can become quite pricey. And I think as well, if you look at how, you know, the living crisis of people now, a lot of people are struggling. So I think for me, it was more about, you know, how can I guess influence how can I, I i guess input and just help help families help people um you know i guess live a better lifestyle um because it is important that we look after our health i think it's important that we look after the environment and i think if everyone can have one veggie dish or vegan dish a week or you know a couple of times a week um i think it'll be like such a massive difference but equally to your pocket as well and you mentioned there sort of some of the environmental impacts, I suppose, of eating healthier. Um, I mean, it sort of feels like common knowledge in a way that, you know, the meat industry isn't good for the planet, you know, methane gases, you know, the production, you know, large mass scale production of, of animals. And what would you sort of like to see football doing more of to combat the climate crisis? I mean, I know when I used to play, we used to chuck water bottles everywhere, we'd use boots, there'd be shirts, there'd be you know, travel to, to games and things like that. I mean, what, what are the kind of the key things for you that, that you see football making an impact in? To, to be fair, I think there's been a good start. I think a lot of Premier League clubs are, you know, really involved as well. So obviously I know, you know, teams are flying places now, but I think, you know, the Premier League and uh, Premier League clubs have, I guess, made made a conscious effort. And I think it's a start that obviously you're going to get the bus instead of maybe flying and, you know, do you really need to fly when, you know, you, you can get a bus for equally. I think it's just about making it aware so I think there's a lot of work to do um but there is a start and Premier League are involved you know um and I just yeah I think and it's about having like even just as simple as like your water bottle just have a reusable one that you know you wash um I know we do that at City that they get washed and you have the same bottle all the time rather than using you know plastic bottles and um you know, just make them waste that way. So it's just, I think, little nuggets like that where I think teams can be a lot better. Um, and by all means, like I've said, I think there's about 80, 80 teams that have bought into it as well. So I think it's a start. It's not where it needs to be, but I just think if we can, you know, get more awareness out there, get fans as well, because, you know, the amount of fans that go to games and maybe the food they get or, you know, the waste, the polystyrene chips come in and, all that kind of thing I think you know you you do start to see it more and I think a lot of people will buy in and and it's even just like you go into a game and it's like oh actually um you know Kyle Walker's into it so actually I'm going to give it a go and if it's good enough for you know athletes then why is it you know it's it's good enough for us too so I think it's just it's just about making little nuggets of conscious efforts I think and I think just reminding yourself and because, you know, we, we live in a fortunate world um, and not everyone has that. So I think if we can all buy in 
make the you know planet a lot better and you know and be healthier it's it's win-win well turning sort of back to matters on the pitch and sort of honing in a little bit on more your career and how things have been for you for the past year and a half or so and it kind of links in quite nicely I suppose because nutrition is sort of part of you know the recovery process you know my physio used to swear by blueberries as antioxidants I don't know whether that's an old wives tale whether that's true yeah um but yeah you've had sort of quite a tough time with injuries over the past season and a half so sort of what where are you at now where, how are you feeling yeah I, um yeah I've struggled with injury the last that year or so um which which has been a really frustrating frustrating time and I think I think as an athlete as you guys know you you get even more frustrated when you go well I'm doing the right things and you know so why it's happening and sometimes that's just part and parcel of football and you know how it is um but I'm I'm healthy now I'm back now injury free um so it's just about obviously getting the ball rolling keep pushing but yeah, I think again, nutrition is is massive. Um, I always say f- uh, food is mood. Um, you know, I always say if I'm starving, I become really hungry, <laughs> and you know, it really it does affect you. Um, so yeah, all injury free. You know, back with the team. Um, and now it's just obviously about pushing to get minutes, and uh, you know, keep going. <laughs> I'm glad to hear you're injury free. Um, it must have been really tough as well, I guess, during the summer, kind of seeing England out in Australia. What did you you make of that, and and I guess how do you deal with that as a as a player? Do you know what? I'm very um I'm very logical, um, and I think obviously that that does help. Um, and I I think as well, like all my friends were there, so I'm like, do you know, what? I I couldn't even be better. I'm just wanted. To, I was like a fangirl to be honest. Like we had our England tops on. I got Harlan like a little. Um, England t-shirt and shorts and you know like, like I say you have ups and downs and you know in football and you're going to have them in life so I think it's just how you deal with it um, but yeah I, I was just so buzzing for the girls and so proud um, and I, I wanted them to do well so yeah it, it to be fair yeah it was good it was good to watch them in the summer and it was it, it was it was actually quite enjoy- enjoyable being on the other side because um, I think obviously when you're in it, you don't everything. You're in a big bubble. You don't really like get to enjoy it. I guess so. From my my end, it was it was it was nice. It was nice to um, to support the girls. And um, you became a mum back in 2022. It might be a bit late for this, but congratulations. Um, Thank you. Do you feel like becoming a mum has kind of um, put things into perspective a little bit? You know, when you're playing football, it's so intense, you know, it's such a demanding environment. Do you feel like actually being a mum has kind of, you know, re- you've re-evaluated, I suppose, what's important to you and kind of, you know, reflected a bit more, I suppose, on, on things? Yeah I, th- yeah, I think obviously when you, you become a parent, you... I guess you worry about the things that really do matter, and I always think like uh, like your health. Like we we take that for granted all the time, and like I don't know when Harlan's up in the night, we've got to run a bloody A and A because he, he's up in the night. You think, oh, this is this is what's important. This is you know what it what it's about. And don't get me wrong, football is the best thing, and it always will be. But I think when you have kids. Um, I guess the the little things you probably worry about just just go out the window because you just think as long as this little human's all right and everything doesn't matter. Well, we are going to ask you about some of your teammates now. I know you just talked about putting things into perspective, but um, obviously teammate Jill Ward 
unfortunately ruptured her ACL during um, training last week. I guess as someone who's gone through injuries and, and, and struggled with that kind of thing, you know, what was your reaction to that? How is she doing? How has the team kind of gotten around her? Um, yeah, I think obviously we're all absolutely good for Jill. Um, but I think she's, you know, got the best care, the best physio, the best support. Um, and I think if you watch the game, um, obviously we, we had that T-shirt for her and just the support. But yeah, all the girls have been round her. We're, you know, we are absolutely good because she's been absolutely brilliant. She's been flying since she come in. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just an awful injury. It's just, it's not a nice injury. And you just, you know, no one should have to go through that. But Jill is, you know, very resilient, um, very strong-willed. Um, so I know that she she will be okay, um, and we and we'll be you know around her every step of the way. Last season, the title race was a four horse race for the first time ever. Obviously, with Man United kind of step, stepping up and joining the the big boys. Um, this season is looking like three, but we've kind of been here before, I suppose. So, do you think that actually this year is Man City's year? Do you think this is the year that City are going to take that title from Chelsea's very tight clutch? I, I hope so. I I really do hope so because I we keep saying that we've not won it for a long time, but like you you yeah, football's crazy and the results are crazy and we always see mad results. But yeah, I think for us it's I guess it's not trying to think too far ahead. I think at the minute we've just gone game to game. We've you know at the minute we've done we've done well with that. We're winning, um, and we're playing well. We're playing really good football. So. I think if we, you know, keep honing in on us and focusing on that, um, you know, the rest will take care of itself. <laughs> well, how important is mentality when you're in this kind of title race, especially when you're you're chasing someone like Chelsea who've, who've won it so many times in a row now? What kind of Im- impact does that have? I, th- I think like, um, yeah, it's, it's probably like not overthinking it too much or thinking, oh, well, you know, we, we, we can win it or... You, you know, I think it's, you literally go game to game and it's like, right, okay, we've got Leicester coming up next, right, let's get that put to bed. And it's about actually, not every game is going to be pretty, not every game is going to be a good performance, but actually it's about being resilient, clinical and just getting points on the board. Because that, and, you know, I always say, I don't care what it looks like as long as we're winning, um, because that does result as we've, I mean, I think for the last few years, it's been between like one or two points. So it, it's it's really fine margin. Um, and that's what it's about. So, yeah, just game by game, game by game. Sounds cliche, but that's so it. true. Yeah. <laughs> Talk us through sort of the, the hype, the excitement you felt when you won the sort of the title uh, with Man City back in 2015-16 season. I mean, what was it that... I mean, how did you celebrate first off? I mean, you weren't a mum back then. Do you feel like, you know, you could go a little bit wilder and now you maybe have to, you know, have a little bit of a party but then go back and, you know, nappies and, you know, getting up in the middle of the night type no, vibes? No, I think, I think it's, a, again, balance. all about balance. <laughs> You've got to enjoy yourself. Um, but, I, yeah, I always touch on 2016 because, you know, we did the treble then. Um and it, it sounds so simple, but I remember that year we used to always say, don't concede, don't concede, like we're not conceding. And I think that year we, I think we conceded three goals or four, but three of them were penalties, I remember. Um, but I remember like the topic, even in like training, it was like, just like defend for your life, like do what you've got to do. Um, but it was an open conversation with the full team and it was, 
we almost got a buzz that we hadn't considered. And it was always like, yeah, this next game, make sure we don't. Like, this next game, make sure we don't. And it sounds really simple because it's not just about having the conversation and it works out for you. Um, but, I, yeah, but I remember that year, 2015, when we first started, I think, again, we missed out, I think, by one or two points the season before. Um, so I think we knew you, you just had to be on it and you just had to do what it was or anything it took to make sure that, you know, you were performing and that you were getting, I guess, the point, the points on the board. Um, what did what did we do? We definitely would have... Do you know what? I don't think we parted as much as you'd think because I think... Isn't their FA Cup final always after as well? Yeah. After the league? So you almost... I always say, yeah, I think that is right. But you almost have to go, all right, well, we've done that now. And then you go... Oh, next week is the FA Cup final, or so you almost go. All right, okay, you move on quite quick from it. Um, so I, I think only till now, when you look back, you think, yeah, wow, that was, you know, that was impressive. Well, that was really good. Because um, again, you just go game to game. You go right. Well, that's ticked off. I've done that. I've accomplished that. And then you go right. Okay, back on it. Recovery and. Um, but yeah, we we did we did party. I think. <laughs> I always laugh because I was actually speaking to Jill about this the other day. But I remember we went out for food after, I think we won the league and we must have went to Gusto or somewhere, a steak place. And she said, oh, I'll have my steak sliced, please. <laughs> and she, and I was just like, who do you think she wants? She's like, I've just won the league. I just won the league. But I'll never forget that. And it was just something so simple where we were just like, oh, yeah, we'll have a steak and then we'll get it sliced because we can. Um so yeah, I think that's probably how we celebrated. <laughs> do you think, is uh, Jill Ward sort of one of the big characters? I feel like you and Jill together could probably have your own kind of like talk show. Is there sort of like the, who are the big characters who kind of pull you into that kind of big game mentality who provide the kind of, I know, the show tunes, the banter in the changing room? What, like in the past or pr- like now you mean? We'll do a past and present. Yeah, I'd love to know. I think in the past, I think obviously Jill, Jill Scott, obviously, because, you know, she's just the clown, the class clown. Um, so definitely Jill. Um, I think at the time as well, like Tony, Tony Duggan was mm-hmm. at Man City. So, you know, she she was always good for that. Um, now at City, I'd probably say it's Kiara, to be honest. Kiara's <laughs> a good time. Um, she, she, she's hilarious, that girl. Um I think Ruby, Ruby as mm-hmm. well. She she's the DJ as well. Good music, um, but yeah, the, the I always see the kids make me kids, and I always get called mum every morning. Oh. It's like, I good morning, mum. <laughs> um, but no, I'd probably see them them too. They keep us entertained, and they're always on TikTok and doing dances. And I think, yeah, they're like, do you want to get in it? I'm like, no, I'm okay. I'll just watch. <laughs> Such a mum response as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, you were talking there about when you won it and how it was all about not conceding. And actually, this season, I think you've conceded the least amount so far this season. So you know that could be that could be an omen. Tell me right there. Um, yeah, exactly. In terms of competitiveness of the league, because we always talk about like no one's ever lost two games and won the league. Do you think that kind of that's going to change eventually? Like that that being able to maintain that level is going to change given how competitive the league has become. 
probably not not a lot maybe because even if you look at is it the premier league as well that's that's quite similar that if you once you've lost a certain games you know you've not you've not got you know a chance kind of thing so like i always say at the beginning of the season it's so important to get your win like get your points on the board because i think as well that's where you see people drop points at the beginning and also after christmas you have your christmas break um and i always touch on last last year actually i think the Christmas break come at a bad time for us because we were we were flying, um, you know. So that break sometimes kills you. Um, but no, I think I think it's always going to be it's always going to be tight. I think because you know trainings improve and people are training more. Uh, the the level of girls, what you get in the training you get when you're younger is a lot better. Like I always say, God, we train twice a week, twice, <laughs> literally what you got three hours a week whereas now you're seeing you know I said if God, if I was 10 now I'd be absolutely buzzing because the the difference of like coaching and the level of it and I guess the access you get on the field is just it, it's night and day um so I think it's just gonna it's just gonna keep growing it's just gonna become and come so competitive um but it's it's what we want um and I always say you know we're I, I'm very fortunate for obviously what other play other players have done to to get us in this position, and it's important that you know we do the same as well. Yeah, for sure. You talked a little bit a bit there about sort of the youngsters that you kind of um, you know speak to Kiara Keating, Ruby. Um, do you kind of do you give them advice about sort of what to expect? You know, going into kind of you know the England setup and things like that. Do you sort of? I feel like there's a there's a confidence about younger players now. Do you ever sort of sit there and say, oh, back in my day, you know, we had those three hours yeah, of, honestly, of training. <laughs> I sometimes feel like I'm a fossil because I'll be like, God, when when we were younger, we didn't do that, or when we were younger, we didn't get that. <laughs> And they're like, <laughs> and then I go, oh, I've got on old. Um, and then equally, forget how young they are. Um, but yeah, I, we, I always think it's so important to like, as an older player, to I guess take the younger ones in under your wing and you know look after them. Like it's funny now, like Kiara's bought a house, and I'm like, what have you cooked for tea? Or you know, how how is it going? And she went, God damn it, I'm tired. Um, I'm tired now. I have to fend for myself. I'm like, oh, I'll give over. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think it's so important to look after the younger ones because the pressure alone is is so different to what it was when we were younger. Um, and again, you've got money involved now, and it, you know it's just you, you've got media and and it's just little things. It's even like yesterday, we were on the train coming back, and I said to I said, "What have you got on that?" And Kiara and Ruby are like filming something, and I'm like. You can't film. You can't film. Like, get it off. Like, you can't be live. Like, you know. And it's just like little things like that. And they're like, well, what's wrong with that? Because it's just all they've ever known. So, yeah, it's it's, it's so important because, I, yeah, I just think it's important that the younger ones have, you know, the right people around them because that that's all someone needs sometimes is mm. a little arm around them or a little reminder to be like, actually, no, you know, sort yourself out or. Um, you know, work harder or like little things like that. So, yeah, you do you do feel old when you're like that. Do you ever um go around to Kiara's and teach her how to cook? It sounds like she might need some some sort of um. Do you, do you know advice. what? No, she's doing she's doing good. You know, she's doing good. Um, that's what I said. I said I'm a proud mum. My child's grow, my child's growing up. Um, 
But she's actually actually quite good. She'll come in, she'll be like, Demi, I did uh, sweet chili salmon and I've done this and I've done that. Um, Or one of the kids, Lois, of the kids. Um, She said she doesn't know how to cook. So I said, right, I set her a challenge. I said, right, try and cook one meal a week. And she was like, don't know where to start. I said, right, well, what, you know, what can you make? She went pasta. I said, right, make a bolognese. So she made me a bolognese. She made me a carbonara. So it's just like little things like that to get them to... I see I how it's working, Demi. You kind of teach the kids how to make food and then you encourage them to bring in your dinner. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> a little bit of a racket yeah, going it's, on here. It's, yeah, so it's it's important rather than just being on the case going, oh, you need to do this. I think there's different avenues you can get them to, I guess, do things without even having to, I guess, them complain about it. And you wonder why they call you mum. <laughs> well, yeah. What have you made yeah. for tea? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and with um, Kiara especially, I think, you know, I spoke to her um, just before Christmas, I did an interview. We were sort of saying, you know, she's set to be sort of, you know, one of the first, if not the first mixed race um, goalkeeper, you know, to to, like, to get to the Lionesses. And you just think sort of how much of a kind of proud moment that is, her as a role model, you know, being only, you know, a, a baby, essentially. I mean, is that something you kind of speak to her about, sort of being one of the only few sort of mixed race black role models in, you know, in sort of positions of prominence in the WSL and in the Lionesses setup? Because I think it's um, unreal. Yeah, I, it, I wouldn't say it's anything per se I've, I guess I've spoke to her about, but Again, we're always on a case and we're like, you know, make sure you're doing the right thing. Make sure you do this because we're like, you, you know, you can be good and you are going to be good if you, you know, keep your head screwed on and you do the right things. Um, so, yeah, I probably I probably wouldn't perceive, I guess, put it as, you know, the first mixed race. But I just, we always do a reminder and say, like, you know, although you are young, you've still got a responsibility and, mm-hmm. um, you know, you are a role model now. Um but again, her personality—that's what we keep saying as well. We're like, keep, keep how you are. Like, don't mm-hmm. change because equally, that's that's what we love about you. That she's just so daft and uh, so authentic, and she's always laughing. And you know, so yeah, we we always we always like rein her in and make sure that we're in, encouraging her. But you know, keep keeping an eye on her at the same time. Um, but yeah, I, I, again, I just think. You know the the kids are the future, and they they are the ones who are going to be you know there when we're, we're retired and all that. So it, it's important to help them out and you know put them in the right direction because equally we we all had the same. We all had good people around us. Yeah, for sure. Um, we touched on the lionesses there. Um, obviously Serena Vigman extended her contract to twenty twenty seven recently. Um. And obviously changed has changed things for the Lionesses and changed results. What kind of impact do you feel she had on you when she first arrived? I think Serena was good for, for everyone. I think, you know, at the time, I think we needed someone to come in who was, you know, direct, ruthless. Um, you know, and I guess I, as a player, you knew where you stood. Um, she was always on, honest with that. And I think we, we needed that because... We were again margins away from you know we kept making semi-finals and it was almost like but what is it why why can't we keep you know why do we get to the same you know position and almost get stuck um yeah and I, I remember she she spoke to everyone she spoke to every single player and basically got I guess a reading and an understanding and you know so I think she she really took into account what everyone said and I guess she basically 
changed what needed to be changed. Um, and obviously, you can see, obviously, with the results, um, you know, in England are thriving, they're playing well. Um, and again, I think it's good that she signed another new contract because if you look at the England team, it is so young. It is, you know, and I think if you look at the talent that they've got, is the talent's incredible. So I think we've got a bright future for England. Oh, and um, we spoke to Carly Telford last summer and she was sort of saying how much she speaks to, how much Serena still sort of speaks to players even when they drop out of the squad. Does it, do you still have sort of regular yeah. contact with Serena? Do you still sort of speak to her and sort of, you know, give her a nudge and things like that or sort of check in on how, how you're both doing? Yeah, no, I th- um, like more so last year, obviously, with, um, when I wasn't in the squad, um, she would always ring, she would always check in and she would always, I guess, explain why you weren't picked. And I think, obviously, as a player, that is important to obviously know why and, and where you stand. But I think as well, naturally, I haven't had a lot of minutes. So she was like, I, I can't pick you. So again, you know, that that's so understandable. Um, but yeah, she always, you know, checks in and asks, you know, how Harlan is and, I always say I was, you know, when Harlan was born, I had to go away and I was really grateful that, you know, Serena allowed Harlan to come into camp and, you know, interact with everyone because it, it was a tough time to, to be away from from Harlan. So, you know, I really, um, I was really grateful for that and, you know, how understanding she was, I guess, as a bit of being a parent as well. Love that. I, I still remember those very, very cute pictures that came out as well. It was adorable. <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah, I've got that in the house. To be fair, and Harlan always he always points to it. I was going to ask. Tell me, you have that framed? I'm glad you do. Yeah, it is. It's in the it's in the kitchen, and he sits. He's always on the table if I'm making his bottle, or he sometimes thinks he's helping me cook. Um, and he's he always he always points to it. And I said, "It's Harlan." And he goes, <laughs> "Are are you his, his favorite member of the squad, or is there uh is there someone else that he loves?" To be fair, because he was so young, he went to anyone. He just literally got <laughs> passed about. Um, but I, I always laugh because I think he, he doesn't know the magnitude of that picture just yet. But I think when he's older, it'll be a really, really cool story. And he was at the final as well. Oh. So, um, you know, when he sees the videos and the pictures, um, I'll tell him it was because of him. He was he was a lucky charm. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that. One of only 80,000 people to get tickets to that, um, to that <laughs> I know, six weeks old, he was just like, oh, not a clue what's uh, going I'm on. I'm hoping he was awake. I mean, what a thriller it was. I hope he didn't fall asleep. You no, know I don't think he was. I think he was asleep. <laughs> I mean, that's one for his 18th birthday for sure. Exactly, exactly. Um, Debbie, I've got to ask, thank you so much for your time with us. I really, really appreciate it. But we always want to know, you know, what the sort of future looks like for you, what your ambitions look like, you know, what what are we going to see in the future, Demi Stokes, in five, ten years' time? What are you going to be up to? Five, ten years? Well, I'm hoping... Well, I probably will be retired in five years. But I always say that I want to join the fire service. Oh, wow, okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's always something I've wanted to do, and I always think it's it'd be such a I guess rewarding job. Um, but I know how my brain is, and I know how I am that I can't sit still. So I'm going to need a job that keeps me, I guess, on my toes, keeps me busy. Um, so yeah, prob- probably the fire service. I think. Wow, I mean, um, fighting fires on and off the pitch—it seems that. to flow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So yeah, ho- hopefully that. Amazing. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. I mean, from, yeah, from Lioness's Man City hero to literally saving lives. I mean, I All can't wait work. to see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe like a chef or something. I enjoy cooking. I like a lot of things. I like nutrition. I like to cook. I like, you know, so who knows? But definitely fire service, I think. Watch this space. Um, well, thank you so much for giving up your incredibly valuable time. Every minute, I suppose, counts as you sort of edge closer to that that WSL title. So really, really appreciate you um, yeah, spending some time with us. Thank and you, Good luck for the rest of the season. Yeah, best of luck. Thank you for having us. Go and, go and make some nice food I'm now. so hungry. <laughs> I, I have literally no culinary skills whatsoever. It's going to be cheese on toast for me in bed, probably. <laughs> Upfront is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of non-stop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.